0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. This is the sixth and last podcast in this series that I have called That Dirty Little Three-Letter Word. And of course, that dirty little three-letter word is nothing more than sin. Sin we defined as disobedience to God, as rebellion against God. Sin originated way back when Satan was created as Lucifer, one of God's shining angels. But he lifted himself up in pride and said, I will be in the place of God. And he drew a third of the angelic hosts along with him in his rebellion against God. First recorded act of sin. But then... From the human perspective, when Adam and Eve were created and put in that perfect environment of the Garden of Eden, and all of them, God said, "I've given you all these trees; so you can eat the fruit of them, but only one tree here you must not eat of." And sure enough, they disobeyed. Sin is disobedience. They rebelled against God. They ate, and and that brought major consequences, not only on themselves but on the entire human race. We all are born now with sin natures because uh, our original forefather Adam uh, and and foremother Eve uh, tainted themselves uh, and their nature with sin and passed it down to us. But of course we can't blame Adam and Eve for our sin because we all sin. We are culpable for our own sin. But and, and I want you to know that God is gracious. You know that. God is merciful. And God graciously made a way for us to escape the penalty of sin. And that penalty is eternal separation from Him. And He did that when He came. Jesus, who is God, came and became a man and died to pay for the sins of those who would believe. So that the penalty is paid in full. But not only that... In that act, the power of sin was broken for the believer so that we don't have to sin doesn't mean that we live perfect lives because we don't. There is still the presence of sin there. There is still the presence of temptation, and we do sin, but we do not have to live under the power of sin and and be in a habit of, of sinning over and over again the same sin. We have that power broken in our lives, and one day God has promised us that the presence of sin will be removed when we escape this sinful body and when the new heaven and new earth are created. No sin present. And won't that be a great day? And God has given us the Holy Spirit as, as a down payment on that, as a guarantee of that. And uh, all of that was covered in the first five podcasts of this series. And if you haven't listened to them, I strongly encourage you to go back and, and, and listen and get the details of what I've just summarized. But as we close out this podcast series, I wanted to take a look at one example in Scripture of a man who sinned. And that man is David, King David, the second king in the history of the United Kingdom of Israel. The story is found in the Old Testament book of Second Samuel in chapters 11 and 12. And I want to just take a moment to sort of uh, quickly tell the story and then we'll look at some other scripture. And and it begins in uh, chapter 11, verse 1 of 2 Samuel. Then it happened in the spring, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David stayed at Jerusalem. Now there is the first key that something's wrong, because usually the king would be out in battle too and leading, but David stayed back. And David was a man of war. We know the stories of David. David David and Goliath and from there on forward what a mighty man he was but he stayed back on this one verse 2 says now when evening came David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house and from the roof he saw a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful in appearance and there David's lust begins the temptation is there what's he going to do with it well verses 3-5 to five tell us And they say this, So David sent and inquired about the woman, and one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? David sent messengers and took her, and when she came to him, he lay with her, and when she had purified herself from her uncleanness, she returned to her house. Then the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, and said, I am pregnant what did David do with the temptation with his lust? he acted out on it, and uh, he sent and took another man's wife and committed adultery with her, and got her pregnant and so David hatches a plan in his mind he 's really going off the rails here. Remember this is a man that 's after god 's own heart. This is a man who who uh, who loved the Lord, but he got off the rails he he allowed his Uh, uh, his flesh to take over. And so he said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring Uriah home and, uh, and, and give him a break so that he'll go in and he'll lie with his wife and nobody will ever know that it was me that got her pregnant. But Uriah, being a man of integrity, would not even go into his house. He slept in the door of his house. He said, My men are out in the field. The second night, David got him drunk, thinking that he would go. He slept with the servants. He did not not go to his wife's house. And so when David saw that wasn't going to work, he sent him back and sent him with a message. And he was carrying the message of his own death. Sent a message to Joab, his general. And he said, uh, put him in the hottest part of the battle and withdraw back. Uh, And and that's exactly what Joab did. And Uriah died. And so David was guilty of murder. Uh, Think about that for a moment. Not only did he commit adultery, but he committed murder. David, sin, sin will take you further than you wanted to go. Keep you longer than you want to stay. David certainly fell into sin. And so the story of, of uh, doesn't finish there, the story of Nathan the prophet uh, uh, comes into play here because in chapter 12, Nathan, who is a prophet from God, uh, comes. Listen to what verse 1 says. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David. The Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him, and he told him a story about two men that lived in the city. One was a rich man that had all kinds of flocks and herds. Uh, The other was a poor man that had only one little lamb, and that lamb was like a pet. And the rich man gets... Um, uh, Some company instead of going to his flock and taking one of those animals and and killing it to eat He went next door and took the poor man's animal and and when david heard that he got very hot got very angry The bible says then david's anger burned greatly against the man He said to nathan as the lord lives surely the man who has done this deserves to die He must make restitution for the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and had no compassion Nathan then said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, It is I who anointed you king over Israel, and it is I who delivered you from the hand of Saul. I also gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your care, and I gave you the house of Israel and Judah, and if that had been too little, I would have added to you many more things like these. Why have you despised the word of the Lord by doing evil in His sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the sons of Ammon, the enemy. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up evil against you from your own household. I will even take your wives before your eyes and give them to your companion, and he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. Indeed, you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and under the sun. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has taken away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the the child also that is born to you shall surely die. So Nathan went to his house. Then the Lord struck the child that Uriah's widow bore to David, so that he was very sick. David therefore inquired of God for the child, and David fasted and went and lay all night on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him in order to raise him up from the ground, but he was unwilling, would not eat food with them. Then it happened on the seventh day that your child died. So uh, here you heard the story of David being confronted by the prophet. And, uh, and David, did you notice what David did? He did not uh, blame shift. He did not rationalize and try to uh, rationalize his sin away. But he just said, I have sinned. And you know what he said? I have sinned against the Lord. That is a true response of a broken man. You see, he, he was a man that loved the Lord. He's a man that followed the Lord. But he fell into this deep sin. And when confronted... He was sorrowful, a godly sorrow for his sin. How do I know that? Well... In Psalm 51 is, is the uh, record of his prayer of repentance. Listen, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly, thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out my iniquities. Listen to this one. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. In other words, he's not saying, don't let let me lose my salvation, but don't take the anointing off of me, the Spirit of God. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with the willing spirit. And so you get the idea there. There's a little more to that psalm, but you get the idea. David truly repented of his sin and God forgave him. Aren't you glad of that? God forgave him. Now, there's one other thing that I want to mention. That did not remove the consequences. God's forgiveness does not remove the consequences. What we sow, we reap. And God told him, uh, the sword will never leave your house. And you know among his children, for example, one of his sons killed another one of his sons. And one of his sons raped one of his daughters. And and on and on it goes. There was a lot of sadness and heartache and sorrow. One of his sons rebelled against him and tried to take the throne from him. Uh, and so there was much heartache that followed that followed David in in his lifetime. After that, he reaped the consequences of his sin and yet his sin was not held against him by God because God forgave him. I hope that uh, we can understand that sin is nothing to play with and I hope that we can understand that that God wants us to walk in righteousness and the only way we can do that is by depending on him and by obeying his word through the power of his Holy Spirit. Uh, And when we do sin, we should run to him and not justify it or rationalize it but just admit it with sorrow, with true sorrow and repent of it and turn to him and accept His forgiveness, and move on. And then we have to deal with any consequences. And and even that, God gives us grace to deal with those consequences. I hope that this series on sin has, has helped you, and will encourage you, and will give you hope, because there is hope in the power of our precious Lord. Well, until the next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope.